You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks, here on Saturday, as Chris and I will be bringing you yet another Saturday kickoff college football show here on Big Blue View's audio lineup and YouTube channel. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Chris Flum, and as we've been doing so far this season, we've been breaking down NFL draft prospects, discussing players that would fit within the Giants' current needs within their draft range, which has obviously changed in a negative sense over the past few weeks in the first three weeks of the season. So we're going to get to uh, Jarrett Patterson today, the interior offensive lineman for Notre Dame. And we're going to talk about why he makes sense as a potential mid-round pick, depending on where the, one of the Giants' first two picks in this draft are within the first round. We'll also get to uh, some of the big games that are happening this weekend, talk a little bit about uh, some of the prospects that are playing in, in, in it and some of the guys that you, you should be watching for during these college football games. So Chris, as I mentioned, we're talking Jarrett Patterson today, center from Notre Dame, six foot four, three Oh seven. I'm always excited to talk about Notre Dame players. And unlike last year, this year, Notre Dame really has a strong crop of guys that make a ton of sense in the first round. And, and the two main players that are going to be drafted very highly are Kyle Hamilton, who we already did. And then the one right behind him, is Jared Patterson, who is Notre Dame's starting center. So for anyone that's not a Notre Dame fan, you may not know this, but Jared Patterson was originally recruited to play offensive tackle. He was one of the highest recruited offensive tackles in the country. I believe he was you know, within the top 25. He was a four-star recruit. And because the way that Notre Dame recruits the offensive line, it just didn't make sense for Patterson to get into that starting lineup as an offensive tackle. I forget specifically who was there when he first came in and started playing. But like, for example, uh, Liam Eikenberg, who was a second round pick, was already there and he was already playing. So that's something that factors in for Patterson. They bump him inside. He plays center and he has been phenomenal as the starting center for this Notre Dame team. There was possible speculation that if he played the entirety of last year before he got injured, he could have been an early round selection as one of the first centers drafted last year. But this year. We've got a good class with Tyler Lindenbaum and Jarrett Patterson. And I got to say, Chris, uh, Patterson, for me, you can really tell that this is a tackle playing center. And he looks so polished because he has such an advantage as an athlete who's meant to be playing outside that was bumped inside to play center. Yeah, it, that's not a move you see all that often. But I, when it's guys who can who have the right build to play on the interior. Like you, you wouldn't ask Nate Solder to play center. He's way too tall, but Patterson six foot four, three Oh five, three Oh seven. Uh, he's got a good build for the interior, but like you say, he's got that offensive tackle athleticism. He moves really, really well. And 
he isn't the big mauling steamroller interior offensive lineman we normally see. He, he is much more of a of a precision player. Yeah, he's got really good movement skills. He can flow at the inside of that offensive line really well. He he's going to be as athletic as pretty much anyone who he's going to be going against, especially a nose tackle. Uh we won't say he's as athletic as Aaron Donald because nobody is that <laughs> that guy's a mutant. Just leave him off to the side. But pretty much any similarly sized defensive tackle, Patterson is going to have an athletic advantage or at least be able to match him athletically. And he uses that to his, he really uses that to his advantage. I love the way he uses angles. I love the way he plays with good leverage, gets good hand position. Yeah, he is a really good polished technician. And, and for an interior offensive lineman and specifically a center to be considered to be a, a, a mid round draft selection, you need to have that level of athleticism, which is why right now he and Lindenbaum are in that conversation for first round centers. We just don't see a lot of them. A lot of times teams will draft guys and maybe move them around um, you know, they'll, they'll draft guys that play tackle and bump them into guard or you're prioritizing drafting a really athletic tackle and developing him. But Patterson, I really like the description that you provided of him because he has the athleticism of an offensive tackle and you could really see it. He moves very, very fluidly. He has the length of a, an offensive tackle and that gives him such an advantage going against these bigger, clunkier interior defensive linemen. But he's got the strength to play center that you want from a, a guy that's anchoring your offensive line. But the one thing that always sticks out to me when I watch Jarrett Patterson is I see a guy that has strong footwork, but he's got a really good anchor. He's not somebody that really gets bullied or pushed around very often. He's, he's able to anchor really, really well against these big, meaty defensive tackles, and he plays very strong because of that. And if you want to go look at the tape, I mean, the guy's gone against some really talented interior guys over the course of his career, and he's going to keep facing them in this final season. Yeah, he. what stands out to me is he is how wide of a base he plays with. Like his his feet aren't quite aren't so far apart that they are that he's unstable, but he builds basically a perfect triangle where it, it is almost impossible to move him off because he gets low, he drops his hips, he is about as stable as he can possibly be. And then he is strong enough, especially in the lower body. He gets great extension with his arms and does a good job of keeping defenders off of his chest plate where guys just cannot get leverage on him. And with that and his athleticism, his balance, his ability to take angles away from defenders, even if he isn't as powerful as say a a Dexter Lawrence or a, a player like that, he can still win against guys who are thirty or even fifty pounds heavier than he is. Now, I'll say when it comes to run blocking, I would rather see him in a zone blocking scheme. I I wouldn't love him in a man gap blocking scheme unless it uses the center as a puller a lot, mm -hmm. because that would take advantage of his athleticism. But he is a, at best at his best as a blocker when he's on the move. Yeah, and that's a big reason why that ha that's the case is because he is a, a very, very strong athlete. 
And, and this is something that I, I think we're going to talk a lot about these interior linemen throughout the draft process. It entirely depends on where the Giants are picking because if they are potentially, if the Bears season is as disastrous as it's already looking and they're picking in the top five and if the Giants in this really rough stretch of their schedule end up picking in the top 10, they might be a little bit too early to draft a Lindenbaum or a Patterson. It might not be too early to draft a guy like Kenyon Green, who we talked about last week. But uh, I think adding a center with the with the potential of losing Nick Gates for good is going to be very, very high priority. Instead of trying to spend money and going in, and signing somebody in free agency and overspending, I don't know why the Giants wouldn't try to take advantage of what is a very strong and very rarely strong interior offensive line group. It, it would make too much sense. Yeah, exactly. And I would, I think Patterson has a good chance of going in the first round, probably the second half of the first round. But I think there's also a chance just depending on how the first round shakes out and you know, how it develops over the coming months. Cause right now we don't know all of the underclassmen who are going to declare. And that always has a huge impact on, you know, the final draft order and the, final big board i think there's a chance that patterson kind of slips to the top of the second round like uh weston richburg did a few years ago and i actually richburg is kind of my comparison for patterson Mm. Uh, patterson is a bit bigger than richburg but i think they've got a very similar style of play as very athletic centers good pullers very very smart players i i couldn't help but notice how aware patterson was on the field, how he noticed, uh, picked up on stunts, twists, delayed blitzes, how well he played them off with his line mates, and also how well he used a uh, half man leverage. Basically, if he was lined up on a bigger, stronger defensive tackle, he only worked half of him. And well, one whole center is stronger than half of a defensive tackle. And even if he wasn't able to beat him, he was able to turn him aside and create holes or disrupt rushes that way. Also, a pretty darn good reach blocker, at least from what I was able to see. Yeah, and that's honestly, I think, I, I feel as though it's been so long since the Giants have had a guy of this caliber at the center position. It just seems like it's always been a position that hasn't necessarily been prioritized where we're at this spot that they had to move a guy who wasn't naturally a center who had to take time to learn the position and effectively took a season to do so. And he's probably, there's a good chance that he does not come back because of that severe leg injury, specifically talking about Nick Gates. I I think people undervalue the importance of having a good center on your offense. It's not as important having uh, a talented left tackle but if you have a good center that knows where he is, knows how everything is operating around him, that can really, really bolster the group, especially a group that we've seen has lacked cohesion. Yeah, I, I don't think it can be underestimated how important having a center who really knows the position, knows the calls, knows how to call his own protections, not have to rely on the quarterback to do that, how to identify pressure packages, know where pressure is coming from, which guard to give the double team to, uh, how to effectively work up off of double teams and up to the second level. All of that is 
you know, really, really important. And yeah, it doesn't get as much, nearly as much talk as the offensive tackle position, but I would say it's almost really close to the offensive tackle in terms of importance. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, as you can tell, folks, on this show, we are uh, big fans of the uh, offensive line position and special teams. That's what we talk about the most and seemingly uh, tends to bring up the most mistakes for this Giants team. Uh, Chris, let's let's talk about the games to watch this weekend to wrap up today's show, uh, as we always like to. So the first one that I'm a little miffed that this is the one of the early games. Uh, and we were talking about it before the show that like, Indiana Penn State, yes, is a good game, and I'm I'm excited to watch Penn State this year, and I'm glad that they're as good as they are. But they should not be the late night game when the first <laughs> game of the day is Arkansas Georgia, which has two uh, one team that is we knew was going to be one of the powerhouses in the SEC that could possibly be on upset watch against the unexpected darling Arkansas Razorback squad that has come out of nowhere that has been so resilient, dominated against Texas A&M. I'm super juiced up for this one because they have a, a really good offensive line. Their defense is playing lights out. And then the one guy in particular that I've always been keyed on that had a really big game last week against Texas A&M is Traylon Burks. That guy, uh, the starting receiver for Arkansas, had a huge game. He is a very big athlete, and he is someone to keep an eye out for in this game if you're going to be watching the early one. Yeah, last week, six catches, 167 yards, and a touchdown. He's got 373 yards already on just 19 catches this year. Uh, Traylon Burks has kind of exploded onto the scene. Hopefully, he'll be okay. Hopefully, he will play in this game. Uh, as of this recording, I haven't seen whether or not he will. Mm -hmm. uh, he was spotted after last week's game wearing a walking boot. The Sam Pittman, the Arkansas head coach, said that Burks should be good to go, but you know, I haven't hopefully seen that. He is. Yeah, he is. No, I said hopefully he is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it confirmed that he will be. 
but you know, the Arkansas offensive line, Richie Stromberg, Myron Cunningham, Ty Clary, you know, that is a good trio of players right there. Uh, Jalen Catalan at safety is he's starting to get some buzz as well. I I'm starting to hear him talk about as a first round player, but then on Georgia, they're one of those teams that they can, they can actually rival Alabama. As far as talent goes, they've got guys who are going to be drafted and drafted highly just everywhere. Especially so, their secondary. I mean, like oh, you've yeah. got Darian Kendrick and Lewis seen like both of those guys have, are, are generating some, day two or possible first round buzz. Yes. And I believe they're getting Tiki Smith back their safety. So that could make their secondary even better. So that will actually be, this will probably, this game will probably be must watch scouting tape for Traylon Burks going against this Georgia secondary and probably must watch tape for the Arkansas offensive line as well. You know, Jordan Davis and Adam Anderson, that mm. that's a pretty good test. And people have been saying a lot this year that that Georgia defensive line is basically an NFL defensive line with the level of talent that they have on it. So any situation where they're facing one of the better offensive lines in the SEC, it is always going to be must-watch matchup because some of those players are probably going to be on the Giants' radar as they're going to be needing some pass rush help in next year's draft. Now, the other two games, and, and they somewhat line up in, in decent ordering, you're going to have to watch bits and pieces, pieces of these while you're finishing up some of these other games. Notre Dame-Cincinnati, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBC. Everyone knows I will be watching that because I am a Homer Notre Dame fan. And then alabama Old Miss, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on CBS still annoyed that none of those games are the night game because they're all fantastic, but just throwing out some names. Um, I'm more keyed on Cincinnati side of things because we've talked a lot about Notre Dame prospects already this year, and I'm, I'm still paying attention to them. We already know what Kyle Hamilton is. I, I don't need to see him. He's going to pick off Desmond Ritter and he's going to make some stupid play <laughs> because that's what Kyle Hamilton does. But sauce Gardner, tall, long corner corner for, uh, for Cincinnati. And then also my J Sanders, who's a pass rusher who's going to probably be drafted somewhere in day two for Cincinnati, was a highly recruited kid. Both of those guys, athletic, talented guys. They can make plays. They're going to fit within what the Giants are probably looking for defensively. But I'm also Alabama, talented defensive group. What can Matt Corral do, their starting quarterback? Somebody who people have been talking up as a early riser in this draft process as a quarterback. There have been a lot of names floated out there. Matt Corral, for some reason, has been kept out of a lot of people's top fives, and he is starting to gain some momentum as a possible Heisman winner. And then if he can do maybe like a Joe Burrow-type rise that we're already starting to get some glimpses of, he's going to need to have a good game against Alabama. Yeah. yeah. The We almost had to talk about this one, the Ole Miss-Alabama, just because, you know, it, Eli and Peyton Manning, they had Nick Saban on the Peyton cast, or sorry, on the Manning cast, and Manning uh, Monday Night Football. And you know, Eli, in the most Eli way possible, tried to pump Nick Saban for information to help out his old Miss football team, you know, <laughs> asked him how, you know, how he would uh, defend a kind of upstart football team, you know, mobile quarterback runs a lot of RPOs, spread offense type concepts. How would uh how would Nick Saban uh defend that if he happened to be playing them this week? 
for some reason, Saban didn't bite. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but there's there's also another game going on if you don't happen to be Eli Manning or for some reason are tired of talking about Alabama, which I don't know why you would be, but also I can see why mm-hmm. you know, th- there are other teams out there. And you know, at 7 o'clock on ESPN2, we got uh, Baylor at Oklahoma State. And that one actually could be a good competition. Yeah, the two Big 12 teams both ranked and undefeated I'm, going to be, I'm pretty sure. I believe so. I, I'm going to be interested to see how the Oklahoma State offensive line deals with the uh, I'm going to take a stab at the name. Uh, Go for it. Psyche Ika, the Baylor defensive Close tackle. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sakai? I think you're, I'm not hundred percent sure how to pronounce it either, but my, my apologies. All good. <laughs> but you know, transfer from LSU. He's a monstrous defensive tackle. He is just a rock. Uh, I think he's about six, four, six, five, 350 pounds. He looks every ounce of that. And you know, that's going to be tough running for Desmond Jackson, the Oklahoma state running back. He's coming off a, down week he's looking to bounce back oklahoma state has a pretty good offensive line uh josh sills guard danny godlevsky their center both of those guys expect to be drafted i'm gonna guess somewhere in middle rounds if they can have a good showing against the baylor front that could definitely help them and and i'm gonna come out here and say this i I really think that baylor is going to not easily, but they're going to win this football game. People are forgetting or might not remember that Oklahoma State struggled in the beginning of the season against Missouri State, which is an FCS team. Now, Missouri State is currently one of the best FCS teams in the country, and they've looked really, really good so far this season. I'm completely blanking on the name of their head coach. He was formerly with with uh, with Louisville and was recently fired. He was also previously... Bobby Petrino, I think, is is who it was. But so, like, he's a really good coach, and he's he's leading this um, this this Missouri State team, and they kept it really close. It was like a one score game at the end of this game. I think if if Oklahoma State's going to lose one, it's probably going to be to this Baylor team because it's uh, it's almost a trap for them because people are just going to assume Oklahoma State's better than Baylor. But I don't know. I think they're a bit weak this year compared to the past. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. 
and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.